Listen, this is why, okay, if somebody like me who didn't graduate high school and somebody like her who can't spell words, if we can write books, anybody out there can do anything. Yeah, pretty much. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Crazy Tan. <laughs> Ta- crazy Tan. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what crazy Tan. What is T A N N E? Tan. Tan. Yeah. With two N. But where did you get taint? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think it's Crazy Tan. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Crazy Tan. I stumbled across the both of you around the same time. I'm in love with you both. Y'all talk the hard and scary truths of raising kids in the world today, and I want to applaud you both. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Love you both. Five stars. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Just edit that out. It was a very nice review, and I'm sorry that I thought your name was Crazy Taint. Thank you so much. I apologize. CT. Look, I I failed second grade and learned to read on phonics, so I can't spell. I think that's hilarious since you talk about being a teacher all the time. I I'm dyslexic. And I I couldn't I failed second grade. They held me back cuz they were like your daughter can't read. Make oh. her do it again. Truthfully? Yeah. And so I had to and I've never learned to spell uh because I learned phonetically. Which, yeah. Which means Which means the sounds they taught me to read based on sounds and not this proper spelling of the word. You still don't know how to spell? Nope. Listen, this is why, okay, if somebody like me who didn't graduate high school and somebody like her who can't spell words, if we can write books, anybody out there can do anything. Yeah, pretty much. That's why Dave's like, you're never afraid to say you can't. And I'm like, because I probably can't, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. <laughs> it's going to go up like a dumpster fire. Aww. I'm your host, Meredith from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give, you can take. Or leave, because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are talking Khloe Kardashian got shamed for taking her nanny out with her. Uh, Would you, could you (laughs) do a yes day? And seven tips to save your relationship when you don't agree on a parenting style. All right, let's open the show with a mom fail moment. We're here because we've all struggled as moms, and anyone who says they haven't is a liebagger. Mom fail, I have one that's like a week long. Sound excited about my story. Wait, did you just say your mom fail was a week long? Okay, please do tell. So Aubrey got sent home with lice. (gasps) That's the worst. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. Listen, so she got sent home with lice. Uh, And so we treated her hair with some stuff we got from the store and then sent her to school. And then they called us and said she still has it. And so we had to pick her up again the next day. And we brought her home and treated her hair and checked her and everything looked good. And we sent her to school the next day. And they called us and said, you have to pick her up. She still has it for literally, uh, I'm not joking, a week straight. We tried to send her to school, but she still had them, I guess. Uh, And like it was she has never in her whole 
career of school missed a day. Oh, no. So she was probably super upset. Yeah, she was really upset. And the teacher's like, well, I can uh, get a packet together so that she could do some work at home. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. And then I just completely forgot about it. I was supposed to go pick it up. But I was so focused on like being burning down your house. Yeah, that I didn't do it. And so for a week, uh, she missed school because we were incapable of ridding her hair of lice, which it's really tough. Lice are tough. And it's a panic because you mean you've seen my kids hair. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't imagine, Sophia. It's so intense. Like, I get so worried. So we actually use lice-free pre-treat shampoo. And if I see a letter come home, I make all the kids use the shampoo. I'll show it to you. They send letters like, hey, warning. Yeah. Yeah. They send letters. Well, they don't tell you which kid. So don't worry, you weren't out <laughs> until just now, um, which God. you did yourself. <laughs> yeah, true. But you get a re- like at our school, you get a red letter home, and it's like there has been lice in such and such classroom or whatever grade. Uh, please check your child. And so we use we've used lice free a couple of times, but I have the I have the the like shampoo that you can use. I'll show it to you and just keep it at home. And like if you if you even think, okay, slather it. It's like, you know how like when somebody yawns Mm -hmm. instantly, Mm -hmm. you have to yawn if you see them do it. Right. If somebody mentions the L word, you get itchy. Are you itching yourself? Just a little bit. I'm so itchy just thinking about it. Everybody listening to this now is questioning. you're like stripping your beds and you're like washing everything and you're super worried about everything. I know. I know. It's terrible. It is one of the worst. Like when you're rating things about parenthood. That one is definitely in the top of things you don't want to have to deal with with your kids because it is hard to get rid of. And you oh, and there's like this shame around it. And it's like, I didn't create the lice. Right. And obviously they got it at school. You're, you're literally Sorry. itching. But the true mom fail in this is probably the way I was towards Aubrey. And I feel really bad about it in hindsight. But, I, you know, she would like come up to me and I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, back up. Yeah. No hugs right, today. Look, you don't want to get it. You don't want it to continue to spread. It goes like wildfire. Yeah. It's tough. It really is. I felt bad. Shower I... caps. Shower caps. Okay. Yeah. Stick that crap on their head and oh god, now I'm itchy. I know. And we got shower cap it. Change the subject. Yeah. I can't. It's been a week. But I of feel you. H e double l. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. By the way, when was the lice? Uh, today. So. You're kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) No, she's been lice-free for four days. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Now I'm super itchy. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Even uh, Aubrey's birth mom is calling. She's like, hey, uh, do lice bite? Because I feel like I might have some bites around my neck, but I'm not sure. I keep getting checked. I don't have it. But me and all the neighbors on the block, like everybody thinks they have it when somebody has lice. I don't think they bite. I don't think it leaves marks. I think they do. I don't think so. I swear. I think they bite. We'll have to Google that. Oh, and I wanted Aubrey to see the severity of it because she didn't get it. She was doing somersaults all over the couch and everybody's beds. And I'm like, come in here. And I put a YouTube video on so that she could understand exactly what it was. And the lady was like, the reason that your head itches is because lice defecate on your scalp. Oh, my God. Is that true? Yeah, that's what she said. And Aubrey's like, let's defecate. And I was like, poop. Okay, these bugs are pooping on your head. So you need to stop rolling around. We need to get these out of you. They, they do, do bite, yeah. Oh, because I'm assuming everyone's allergic to lice. Like, what? <sighs> All right, I can't we do it anymore. We need to stop now. Move on.
Please. Today's trending parenting news. Ah. Is, <laughs> I wonder if everybody just turned the podcast off. They're like, no, I'm dead. <sighs> there was a clown and uh, and he was a cannibal. There were these cannibals and they lived in a cave and the circus came to town. Nope. Okay. <sighs> just burned 2,000 calories. <laughs> That's the last time I leave brownies in the oven while I nap. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was terrible. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, gosh. All right. So in trending news, uh, I came across an article that talked about Khloe Kardashian getting shamed for taking her nanny out on the town with her. Oh, my eyes are lost in the back of my head because you rolled them so hard. Well, that's what this article was. Yeah. I tried to figure it out. Yeah. So basically, uh, I guess uh, Khloe Kardashian's nanny apparently goes everywhere with her and her is it a daughter or a son does she have a boy or a girl i think know? she has a girl does she storm no that's the other gender that's the other one but yeah it's a girl it's a little girl okay sure. so uh, apparently chloe uh this woman posted on an instagram account that wasn't even a kardashian account uh, somebody had posted some paparazzi pictures of Chloe out with True, her daughter, and her nanny. In the comment, the the user wrote, Chloe acts like she can't go anywhere without her nanny. The nanny is in every picture and every place she goes. She can mother on her own. We all do it. What a joke. She literally can't go to the market or a party or lunch without her nanny. WTF. And she posted this on not a Kardashian Instagram account. Let me be clear. Mm-hmm. However, it got back. To Chloe Kardashian. And uh, her Chloe's response was, I can go anywhere and everywhere with whom I choose to. I choose to treat everybody like family that is in my house. I choose to invite whoever wants to come to do fun things with us. We all love and enjoy the farmer's market, and it's so fun to go places and create memories together. I hope you can have a happy and blessed day. I also hope that you are very kind to the ones that are kind to you. The ones who are not probably need your kindness even more. So... She claps back. I used that in the right context. That was good, yeah. Uh, at this, at this woman, but here it, it it does it does beg a question. Do if if okay, first of all, would you have a nanny if you could? Yep. Okay, so that answers that. <laughs> Second of all, if you had the ability to have a nanny, would you leave the nanny with the kids and go out, or would you take the nanny with you, or would it be like a fifty fifty split? Well, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, I think if I had one kid. It, my answer might be different, mm-hmm. but because I have three right. and the ages that they're at, right. if I could afford a nanny to full, come with me to the damn grocery full-time store, nanny. full time, I don't know about f- full time. I mean, okay. I don't know. Hey, is Tristan Thompson, <laughs> Who? her, her baby daddy, Tristan Thompson. Is he in the picture? Is he there side by side helping I, parent? Because I she, don't think so. I think they're on the outs, aren't they? I think so, too, because he's yeah. a cheating son of a gun. So she's yeah. by herself. She's trying to manage this ridiculously crazy career mm-hmm. and also raise a child. Uh-huh. If you can have backup with somebody who's cool, you know, and especially if you're there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see any problem with it. I have a friend who's very close to my family. Her name is Leah. She's been there since the kids were born. She always has, like, this woman has called off of work to help me watch my kids when uh-huh. I had to work. If I could have her live in a mother-in-law suite at my house and just hang out with us and help me so that I could go to the bathroom without having to worry about people choking or run out to the mailbox. You and the choking. It's an intense one of your fears. <sighs> it's a phobia. Yeah. But yeah, 
I would do it. I feel like I would. If you were rich and you can have, I understand wanting to be there with your kids. But if you're a single parent and you're outnumbered, why would you not want an extra set of hands? Well, and I think it, I agree with the whole single parenting thing because I have no frame of reference for that. Um, So, you know, I don't, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't know. That has to be so difficult. Um, But I also think a lot of couples just have nannies because it's nice to have an extra set of hands. I think that it's something that's so far out of the economic reach for most people that we wouldn't like, we probably like make the make comments like this woman did on Instagram like we all do it like figure figure it out out of um, jealousy could po- possibly be out of jealousy absolutely because i don't think it's something that the majority of people even 50% of people i wonder what percentage of people actually have nannies i'm i would say that most average people cuz many moms are staying home with their kids and not working because daycare is so expensive yeah so there's no way in hell that they can afford to hire somebody else to no. come and help them full time. No, at one point when my husband and I were both working full time at the schools and mind you, we were public school employees. So you could take a stab at what our salaries yeah. were combined. Our daycare expenses for three kids was $1,700. It was more than our mortgage payment. I actually was barely collecting a paycheck because of the insurance that was deducted from my check. So it was like a couple hundred bucks yeah. Every two weeks. It's unbelievable. As a full-time teaching employee. So childcare is so expensive. I think a lot of us probably do just have that those jealous twinges like, oh, you got a nanny, do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because it's okay. It's, because, it's, because it's like, who can afford that? Right. And especially like a live-in. Like one time for shits and giggles, I went on and looked at an au pair or au pair or however you say it, which is where... Then my husband is shaking his head like, yeah, let's get an old bio, a Swedish, <laughs> a Swedish one with size C's. Um, <laughs> but like these, these are most of the time, these are individuals who come over as students and they go to school and then they live with a family and they're, they have nannying responsibilities outside of also going to school. Right. So a lot of the bigger cities that have colleges, like big colleges, these people will do au pair. That was even outrageously expensive. And I would like to add that back in the day, literally villages used to raise children. These mothers never had to do it alone. Right. There was, everybody had their hands on these kids. Everybody was helping to raise them up Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And it's different nowadays. It's not like that. We're all in our houses. We're all secluded. We all try to do everything, you know, by ourselves. And so the truth of the matter is, if you can't afford it, if it is within your budget and you're not neglecting your children... I can't see what is wrong with having an extra person to love and help care for and raise the kid. In 2015, families on average were spending $560 a week on nannies. $560 a week on nannies. Live-in nannies? Now they're talking about co-sharing nannies. So like two or three families will hire one nanny. Yeah, see, we just lived in a neighborhood where everybody's, all the kids just kind of ran into the street. Yeah. And nobody was watching us. So it was like a group effort of nobody being there, <laughs> um, which was just 80s parenting tactics. Right. But if somebody did that today, if Khloe Kardashian let her kids run outside unsupervised so that she could work, somebody would have something to say about it. 
if she had a nanny out there with them, somebody would have something to say. About I also it. feel like back then too, like it was a, a traveling circus of who, like you said, was going to watch the kid. Cause like my mom, my mom always worked. And so it, we would bounce from like a grandparent's house to a, an aunt or an uncle's house to a blah, blah, blah. Like, but I don't remember having babysitters. Right. Like nobody babysat us. Like there was no babysitter because by the time I was 10, I was babysitting right. everybody else. Same. So I don't remember ever actually having a babysitter. Uh, so everything is so different now. And I think that mod- modern motherhood has changed so much and it has forced so much on our plates and it has forced us to become so isolated that it has caused a lot of these problems. Yeah. And then women to just make comments about, oh, you have a nanny and you're such a stuck up. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, she can afford to have a nanny. Let her have a nanny. Like I can't afford to have a nanny. So but and maybe I would if I could. I don't know. Not trying to be a B word, but I guarantee you if this woman who wrote this was walking down the street. And saw Khloe Kardashian with her nanny. She wouldn't stop her and be like, oh, my God, you have a nanny. Wow. She'd be like, Khloe Kardashian, can I have a picture with you? Like, well, yeah, you're behind a keyboard warriors. Yeah, it is. That is definitely a thing Um, because we get I mean, think about how much hate we get. That's why I'm so bitter about this. And we're not a Kardashian. (laughs) Yeah, because I get it. I know what it's like to try to live your life and have people tear it apart. You know what I mean? And so but I mean, back back in the day. Villages. No, yeah, like I, when people I lived in huts. You. Yeah, when yeah, they the huts. Yeah, yeah. And the whole neighborhood came out to help you raise your kid. Did you know? I, I don't know the facts about it, but I'm pretty sure that after a woman gives birth, she back in the day she was supposed to like lay down and rest while the other villagers took care of the kid until she was better. I think that's a thing. Maybe in some villages and others, I think they had their babies right out in the field and then just went back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that happened somewhere too. <laughs> And I was like, oh, there's the baby. That's why they had wet nurses. Ew. It's why a wet nurse was one woman who always perpetually nursed. And so they would hand her the baby and she would nurse their baby while they went and worked. That's what a wet nurse is. Can you imagine having wet nurses now? Can you imagine if somebody handed their baby off to be nursed while she went to work? Oh, it's disgusting. You know, blah. Yeah. Everybody's always got something to say. I don't know. I'm not I I'm not necessarily a fan, quote unquote, of the Kardashians. I don't hate them either. I'm they're good business people. I just sometimes um am upset by what they're selling, the image that they're selling and how they're selling it. But they are by far extremely uh extremely versatile business individuals. But I just I'm not I'm not one for selling an image per se. Right. But that's just, well, I'm a dumpster fire. So it's. We sell an image. If we sell an image. Swamp creatures. It's just a little bit different. <laughs> and that's fine to, like we've said over and over again, to each their own. I just think that it is so hard to raise kids these days. If they want to hire help, hire help if you can afford it. If, if, if you live in a cul de sac, meet with the moms of the other kids in your cul de sac and, and, and kind of be like, hey, why don't we all sit down, the four of us and our families, and set up a schedule and figure out how we can make our lives easier and kind of village the shit out of that. Like I say figure it out, but invite people in to get that help because it does suck to have to do everything on your own. And I don't think we should have to. I think it's just become such a big thing over the past 20 years. And I think that that's sad. And that's why I think community is so important. Uh, And that's why I think you should try and get other people on board with you and, 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 and carpool and help out and do things. And cause there are going to be times when you can't show up. Mm. Where's the village. You need that help. 
you know? That sounds like a dream cul-de-sac. Yeah, right? That reminds me of Legoland. Our little community. It was like a little dream cul-de-sac, wasn't it? Yeah, I would have lived there forever. Yeah. So so are you okay with nannies or not? Yeah. I think if you can afford a nanny or if it's an option, I, I don't think there's a problem with help. And I think if you want to take the nanny somewhere with you, I would probably be more... Um, yeah, we, we, you know, Bailey has, Bailey, uh, has been, uh, was a, a babysitter for us before she became an assistant, um, to help out with social media with the business. What's end. the difference between a babysitter and a nanny? I don't know. We would just hire her to come so we could go out to eat. I just, yeah. In so general. that I think is the difference between a babysitter and a nanny. I think a nanny is somebody who shows up every day at a specific time Got and it. is there and is, you know, routine. Whereas we would just, ba- Bailey would come and babysit and we'd be like, we're going out back. Got it. We'll see you in three hours. And then we'd come home and I'm like, here's your money. Right. Thank you. Get out. Keeping the house from burning down. And then she'd leave. Mm-hmm. So, but we, we are also as one, well, because we worked in the school system, we had access to, to kids who could babysit because we had, we were teachers. So <laughs> these were high school kids and it'd be like, Hey, we know your parents. You're going to burn our house down? No. All right. Could you watch our kids for a couple hours? So we had like access, meaning these kids were there and we, we knew them and their families. It's a relatively small town. So is that how you met Bailey from school? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like, I, I'm absolutely not opposed. I think you should absolutely hire babysitters and go out and date your spouse or date somebody else. I mean, as long as your spouse is cool with it okay. or. If you're not married, I was actually what I was going for. Like, okay. I'm just saying self-care. Go, go, go do you. Have an affair. No, oh. that's not what I was saying. Okay. What I was saying is take time for yourself or time for you and your spouse. Or if you are not married and you're dating, just take time. Find a babysitter. And if you can't afford a babysitter, rely on family or friends and help and then return the favor. All I'm saying is this idea of dying to ourselves and just living for our kids and not spending time doing anything else is ridiculous. And it's caused a lot of problems over the last 20 years. Preach. So enough is enough. Take a stand. I put your foot down and get a pedicure (coughs) and sorry, a carbonated beverage so you can burp. (laughs) All right. So on parenting crap, um, I just read an article that kind of made me cringe and I brought it up because I don't know if I could ever do it, and I wanted to hear your take on it. So parents are now hosting what they are calling, quote, unquote, yes days. And a yes day is where you have to say yes to anything your kids ask. <laughs> it sounds like you were tooting into the microphone. That makes me want to toot. Uh, but obviously, you it cannot be yes to anything that is dangerous. Or like super duper expensive, but everything else is basically fair game. Huh. So they wake up and it's like, I want an ice cream sandwich for breakfast. You have to say, yes. I want to ride scooters to 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee. Yes. What do you think? At first I was like, heck no. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. People are getting out of control. But then I thought, I don't know. Maybe that might be a really fun treat for the kids. But then I thought, well, I have three kids. So how, what if they don't agree? One, if one kid wants to go ride a polar bear in the Arctic and the other kid wants to go 
hunting for squirrels and the other one wants to eat a Slurpee? How do I, do I say yes to all of them and split them all up? Do we do all three back to back? How does it work with multiple kids? I don't know how, but that's, see in this article, I think the woman had two children, but she kind of got off the hook because the one stayed at home and the other one was at school. So mm. she did yes day stuff with the daughter who stayed home. And then they did yes day stuff with the son when he, when she picked him up. And so it was like a, 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 sh a shifting of yes day stuff. So I think you would have to like, first of all, you'd have to figure out, cause what they were saying is as parents, it's our go-to is to say no. Yeah. So it's it our straight up go. Nope. Can't do that. No, that's dangerous. Not nope, right now. Too expensive in a minute. My mm -hmm. favorite thing is to say in a minute, mm -hmm. just ask me in a minute. Cause then in a, you know what I'm going to say in a minute, in a minute is what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. So what they were trying to say is it's nice every now and then, and this is not something that you should do every day, every week, every month, but they're saying like every six months or, or, or whatever, like take a minute and just say yes to your kids for mm -hmm. the things that they, because if you say it's a yes day. I think it'd be interesting to hear what your kids actually want. But do you announce it? I don't know. That's a tricky part because then you're kind of all in. Then if you're like, taking advantage. Today is a yes day. And then your kid is like, I want an Xbox. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's $300. So no. And then you started the yes day with a no automatically. I don't think you should announce it. Surprise them. You know what I mean? How they're, do you do it though then? So they ask you for something and they're expecting a no. They know there's a no, but they're going to try anyway. So when you say yes, they're like, Really? Mom must be in a good mood today. Mm. So you just secretly have a yes day yeah. so then you can say no? That's not a yes day. No, no. <laughs> that's not what I mean. I mean, they expect you to say. So my kids, for example, will be like, can we watch TV before school? And I'm always like, no, we don't have enough time. But if they said it to me and I said yes, they'd be like, oh, what? Yay. Yeah. And then they'd ask me another question. I'd say yes. And then slowly they'd be like, what my, I have the coolest mom ever. What's going on? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But if you announce it, then they're going to push it and they're going to take it to the extreme. I think a nice little surprise, a surprise would mentally be fun for their brain. But then what happens to the next day when they're like, can we watch TV? And you're like, no. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, you are still a bitch. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I don't know. So I don't know. I guess, I guess maybe the idea behind this article or what this woman was writing about. You know where this comes from? What? People are doing it on YouTube. All oh, those YouTube families. Are they? Yeah. Are they? I didn't know that. For views. Saying yes to my kids for 24 hours. And then now it's a thing. Okay. Well, now we know where it originated. All right. But I was, I was taking something a little more philosophical from this in that maybe because we're so heavy handed with the nose, we should really think about what we could be saying yes to. Yeah. And so philosophically, right. the person in me is like, maybe we should say yes to more experiences. Maybe we should say yes to more, um, adventure. Maybe we mm. should say yes to, um, I don't know, things like that as opposed to, cause like my kids, we do Slurpees on Fridays. Oh, it's our thing. We stop at Seven Eleven, we go in and the kids get a Slurpee. Cute. I do too. It's a weakness that I have. So we go in and we, and we know as long as everybody had a good week and there were no major blowups, Slurpees on Fridays. Okay. Uh, and then they started getting on this kick when they were like on like a random Tuesday. It's like, can we get a Slurpee? And it's like, is it Friday? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I, you know, I just, I don't know. Like, I think some things are like, it's okay to have like these rituals of doing things. Other times I think we should really try to pounce on an adventure. You know, absolutely. My kids ask me to go to the park and I'm always like, no, there's too much walking and watching involved. But every time I do say yes for their sake, 
even though I don't want to go, I'm always so much happier afterwards. Yeah. Because they had such a blast and we weren't trapped in the house. Like it broke up the day. Yeah. And I, I have tried, I've been trying to do more ex- experiences instead of gifts lately. So, uh, you know, like we, um, we're doing this epic summer vacation trip, uh, where we're literally getting in the car for three and a half weeks and we're driving uh, to Park City, Utah and home and doing the national parks along the way. And it's going to take literally three and a half to four weeks to do it. But I feel like the experiences are going to be better than any gifts that they could get. Um, you know what I'm what I feel I'm, like they'll disagree with you. <laughs> this was their idea. <laughs> was it? Yep. Your kids? Yes. Wow. I, I redact my statement. did not want to do this. And they were like, mom, it'll be so great. I did my second grade project on Utah. You're going to love it. And I was like, don't think I am. And they were like, it's going to be great. So we've been telling them up to this, like, we're not doing lots of gifts for things or presents. If something comes up, we're saving our money because we're going on this really big trip. And they've been excited and planning for it. And my husband has been like, taking notes and like figuring out what kind of shoes we have to buy. He seems very excited. He is. I'm, I'm like so nervous about getting locked in a car with the kids for that long, right. but he seems to think it's going to be epically awesome. What about iPads for everybody? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It'll be fine. It's a yes day. Don't even, no, skip commercials. Go straight through. Just be quiet. Do not pay for YouTube Red. No. What? Should I be? Oh, yeah. Do they watch a lot of YouTube? Do you watch a lot of YouTube? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. $10 a month, no ads. You could... It's life-changing. I didn't know. And not only that, you get... That the rumor was they were going to start charging 50 No, no, no. It, it, no. When I signed up, it was $9.99. I'm pretty sure, if anything, it's been raised a couple of bucks, if that... But even if it was 15, let's say, it would still be worth it. I fall asleep listening to YouTube. And so when there's no ads, it just plays and plays and plays and, and auto Do you plays. wake up in the middle of the night to YouTube? Could you hear it? No. It becomes a part of your dream. Oh, God. That's why you have those weird dreams. Yeah, exactly. Because I listen to serial killer shows. Uh, correct. All right. Speaking of, never right. mind. That's a, for another day. All right. I've, well. I've been listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Never listened to a podcast in my life. If I'm being honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. I love podcasts. No, I don't. Okay. It's not a great selling point. For I know. <laughs> well, I have to be honest. I've never listened to a podcast, and to, and which is why I never wanted to do one. But now that I do this, this is like one of my favorite parts of my whole week. I love it. I love doing it. But I just don't listen to them. I just don't. I don't understand them. I don't know how to navigate them. I don't know how to work them. That's the only reason. But I've been listening to this podcast about this it's a, the Susan Powell case. Have you heard it? Mm-mm. Dude. It's for another time. All right. You know what we should do a podcast on? Conspiracy theories. Wasn't going to say that. I was going to say our favorite podcasts, but. I have one. Tell everybody what it is. The Susan Powell. <laughs> Cold. What's the name of the podcast? Cold. Cold. Yeah. Okay. So we all need to... No, listen, it's dark. Oh. So I feel like I need to preface this. Dude, can I... Okay, no. Go ahead. I'll just, I could tell you about it later. All right. All right, I'll just tell you about it now. All right. Uh, Susan P- Powell, the, it was the father who uh, was being investigated for his missing wife. 
social worker brought the kids over to the house to visit the father. The father did something terrible. All of them are gone now. Um, not only that, okay, the husband, the dad of the kids, his dad was obsessed. You just gotta, I can't, I'll tell you about it later. We'll just cut all that out. I can't listen. It's so nuts. Is an entire family dead now? Basically. It's like if Dave's dad was obsessed with you. Okay. And he would secretly videotape you all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was like, you would get in the car and he'd be like, oh, look at that skirt. She wore that for me. Like videotaping you through blinds, da, 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 da. Like creating video journals of his obsession with you. Okay. While that's going on, Dave is killing you and hiding your body. And then doing something with the kids. Then Dave's brother jumps off a building. And then the creepy dad who is obsessed with you dies too. And your body's never been found. (laughs) It's not funny. It's just. Holy crap. Yeah. Where did this happen? Like, I think Utah, where you guys are going. Oh my God. Are you kidding? (laughs) You're kidding, right? It wasn't Utah. (laughs) Yeah. Abducted in plain sight. Listen, they were Mormons from Utah. I think this is where I could be wrong. Uh, where's Latter Day Saints? Well, that's Jehovah's Witnesses. <gasps> it is. Yeah, my grandma was a Jehovah's Witness. My mom was too, and then she escaped when she was eighteen. But anyway, listen, I'm just saying. It's the I just discovered it last night. I had to talk about it. I had to talk to somebody about it. It doesn't fit in the parenting podcast whatsoever. All right. Well, that's okay. Uh, Google it. I will. I'll put it on my uh, iTunes app. Would you watch it? Well, you listen to it. Whatevs. Yeah. You would? I I like crime ones. (gasps) Why do you always make fun of me? Why not make fun of you? True. Mm. I listen to a bunch of different ones. Some comedy ones. Dave likes that Freakonomics one. I don't know it. Talks. That sounds depressing, Dave. Okay. Talks about the economy. Sometimes. It's like the delivery of it, like the host that you like. Topics. World problems. <laughs> Things that people think they know but don't really. Got it. Like well, when do they talk about how the government hosts a podcast and they've never listened to one, and then they tell everybody <laughs> on air during the podcast that they never even liked podcasts, but that they should listen to our podcast because it's way better. <laughs> Half a million downloads! Yay! <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that, but I can't lie. Right. Agreed. I I didn't that I didn't even know what a podcast was to be honest until I started doing this. And I was like, "Hey Tiffany, you want to do a podcast together?" Yeah. Yeah. Like that. The timing. Timing was good. Was it bad? You strategically, sneakily, sharkly timed you asking me to the day before I was going to meet someone about being on a podcast. How was I supposed to know that? I literally told you. And then you texted me and said, hey, I know that you have an interview tomorrow for another podcast, but I really think we should do one together. Because I told her to do it the week before. She's like, no, no, no. I only sharkily did that because I knew you were going to get away, but I didn't want to ask you to be on my podcast because I knew you were so busy with so many other things. I'm glad that it happened. And I was worried that you were going to reject me. 
and because you were so busy. And then when I found out you had an opportunity to go do it with somebody else, I had to be a sneaky shark. Right. That was very sneaky. And I knew you kind of didn't like me. You didn't know that. And and it's not that I didn't like you. I was unsure. I was like, you know, a puppy who's new at a home and doesn't know if the owner's going to beat him. Whoa. You know what I mean? Whoa. <laughs> it's probably a bad analogy. But that's how I felt. I was very nervous. I was waiting. I didn't know what was going to happen. I had to feel you out and sniff you out. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to sniff me. I wasn't. I couldn't, like, jump on you and lick you yet because I didn't know. So wait, though, before... We, let's just dissect this for one more second before we move on because we are on a time clock today. But um, at what point did you decide you liked me? I'm really nervous about this now. Um, It's not that I didn't like you. Our relationship isn't like fresh and new. Like how <laughs> long has this not liking me or being unsure of me been going on? At what point were you like, no, nah, she's all right? I think the moment that I felt okay with you was when I told you about something that was happening with me <laughs> it's been pretty recent <gasps> you've got to be kidding me listen but I'm like that with everybody I have a wall okay here's what I'm saying at Legoland I knew I loved you prior to that no it's not that i liked you and i enjoyed you and i love doing our podcast but i always in the back of my mind i'm used to being taken advantage of so i didn't know yet what your motives were do you know what i'm saying where are you looking stop looking around the room so i'm like that with everybody even my husband i still have walls up with my husband but yeah there, it takes a lot for me to be able to completely, fully open the dam. You know, like they're still holding a little bit of water back. I'm not ready to give you everything yet. I'm not ready, to, you know. But after Legoland, I had such a genuinely amazing, fun time. I was like, okay, she, she's a great person. And she doesn't have any um, ulterior motives. And I think she really actually likes me as a person. And I feel like we are definitely like real true friends. That was only four days ago. No, listen, I, <laughs> no, we've, we've done two full seasons of a podcast <laughs> together. We've done videos. I, I don't want you to think that I didn't like you up until last weekend. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like in a relationship. You hadn't fallen in love yet. Right. And but now you're love me. Yeah. So like we were boyfriend and girlfriend for a long time. Okay. I knew I wanted to be with you. I just didn't know if I was ready to fully commit and have you be the one. And now after Legoland, I know that it's true love. And I don't have to worry about you cheating on me or taking any of the nudes that I've sent you <laughs> and showing them places like I don't have to worry about that. And I feel that now. I listen. I don't want you to get it twisted. I blinders are off. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. <laughs> listen, happy. I, I what I our first meeting was an intervention. Yeah, and then the second meeting, you had me sign a non-disclosure agreement when I left your house. <laughs> and so then the third meeting, I think was 
but I bought you Chinese. <laughs> and I invited you into my home. I let you sit in my seat at the dinner table. I Thank you. I really appreciate that. Which is that. not something I do. And I was like, this is okay. I don't know how to feel. This is, this is very businessy. Well, because part of this is business. Right. And but, you treat it as such. Right. But in the beginning, I felt as though that might have been all it was. And now I feel like because of my bluntness, probably. And because of Dave and because of, yeah, you do. You guys are very, uh, like business, not in a bad way. You're just very like, you know, you have your S together. You have plans, you have things, you know, and schedules. I took a course from the Kardashians. Yeah. Online. And then there's me who's like, and so I thought because you were so business minded that this might be like a business thing in the back of my mind. And I'm like, okay. But it takes a lot for me to be someone's friend. Like, Is that why I ignore my text messages? No. Oh, I'm just, just a terrible person. Okay. But no, but now I consider you a real, actual, true, real, actual friend instead of just a potential business partner, if that makes sense. All right. We're going to continue to talk I about knew this. that. I hope we, I was hoping you're we not, could resolve it. <laughs> you're not out of, you're not done yet, but we're going to move on and we're going to wrap because we have to wrap up this one. Okay. But, um, you're so not done. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. I know how you feel. <sighs> I'm scared. Why don't you just go ahead and read the next line? Love and marriage and friendship <laughs> is brought to you by Meredith and Tiffany because we are best friends. <laughs> Uh, in love and marriage today, we are talking seven tips to save your relationship <laughs> <laughs> when you don't agree on parenting. All right. Uh, in an area where many couples struggle, it can lead to divorce or living with resentment when it goes unresolved. Do you think your partner is too strict, not engaged enough, or inconsistent when it comes to parenting? Do you fight about it? What do you think? Mm. Well... Uh, we've talked about parenting styles quite a bit on here and uh, definitely Dave and I have different parenting styles. You've already said that you and Drew have different parenting styles, mm-hmm. but these were just like kind of tips on saying ways it's okay to have different parenting styles. Obviously you're not married to yourself, so it's a different person. So you're going to have different parenting styles, but here are ways you could kind of hash it out when those things come up. So they say, talk it out. Ideally, you and your partner should discuss your parenting strategies long before you decide to have children, which who's doing that? (laughs) Nobody, because that would freak somebody out. I think before you have kids, both of you feel like you're probably going to be just fine as parents. And then the reality hits that you have no idea what you're doing. So to me, this is just stupid. Um, (laughs) This one. However... I do think that once you do have kids, obviously this would be the smart thing to do. I just don't think people are doing it. So if you've not had kids yet and you're listening to the podcast and you're thinking about having kids. Don't do it. No, do talk about your parenting, how you would be as a parent, because that really would be helpful. I just don't think most people do it. But once you do have kids, you should totally talk about your philosophy on parenting, like why you parent the way you do, because if nothing else, your partner should know why you're doing what you're doing. Even though they're going to do something different, I think you should talk about why. Yeah. And when men and women's brains are so fundamentally different, you have to communicate. Yeah. Um, I do think you should create the rules together Mm -hmm. because they're saying, you know, house rules should be brought, should be uh, discussed and created by both partners. Uh, Even if you're co-parenting, 
I think you should absolutely have the same house rules, his mm-hmm. house or your house or whatever, because I think the kids need the consistency of those rules. And when you bend and break on rules, that's when you seem to have problems, at least in our house, I know it is. So when the, and you know, the kids are little manipulative a-holes. So they come <laughs> to you, then they go to the husband, then they come back to you <laughs> and then they try to figure out like they play, play you off of each it's other so cute all the time. At least our kids do. Yeah. But ours has, ours is like snacks. Mommy, can I have a Starburst? <laughs> what did your dad say? No, but I really love Starburst. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you can have one. You're so cute. If you want, she can ask me. I'll give her whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you will. Chloe. Oh, so cute. Um, but yeah, no, I think it is. They do play each other off. And, and now it's now it'll be something like the other night, I didn't know my husband had told Sophia she needed to go to bed. Mm. So she comes in and she asks me, Mom, can I do your makeup? And <gasps> it's like, yeah, we can sit and have some girl time. And then Dave comes in and he's like, I told you to go to bed 10 minutes ago. And he's like, well, Mom said I could do her makeup. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not know that you were sent to bed. Right. Nobody told me. You didn't tell me. She's like, yeah, but I just really wanted to spend time with you. And it's like, no, you didn't. You didn't want to go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, truth right. is out. Right. Um, you should totally determine consequences together, which is something that Dave and I struggle with all the time because my husband is on this whole no second chances policy in the home <laughs> where it's like first time you're done, you're you're imprisoned in your room. You get your what did you call it? Three squares and a cot. Three hots and a cot. Three hots and a cot is all that our children now get because it is a no second chances zone. Dang. He will lift a no second chances zone and he will ban he will lift the ban. Um, but then literally the kids go crazy. So apparently our children are children who need to be raised with three hots and a cot and nothing else. Because <laughs> And I don't agree with that at all, but they are actually more behaved if they think that they're going to be locked in their rooms. I'm going to try this. It's rough. I don't know. Back each other up. That one is also hard. That's imperative, though. But you do have to do it. So like the other night, I could have said to her, well, all right, I'll tell dad you can have 10 more minutes. But it was like, no, dad said you had to go to bed now. You were wrong. He is right. This is bedtime. Go right. to bed, kid. Right. And I'll keep watching Netflix. Um, that was is, nice that you said yes, though. Yeah. Well, because I, I, I was like, yeah, you can come spend some time with me. I'll turn the TV off and pretend to parent. Um, <laughs> don't disagree in front of the kids. That's tough. Oh, yeah. That's important. Uh, it says, do not interfere when you disagree with your parenting decisions. Do not tell your pa- the, the other parent that they are wrong in the way they are parenting in front of your kids. You have to ride the wave together. Yep. And because the tough. kids will see that loophole yeah. and lean in. They do. Right away. Uh, be flexible. Uh, how you parent the kids should be flexible enough to be changed as they grow older. That's the part where I'm at and Dave is kind of like, no, this is the way it goes. This is how we do it all the time. You just get on board. I'm right. <laughs> and it's like, but we need to be flexible and change. They're growing and they're like mounds of clay. And he's like, no, three hots and a cot. Lock Look at this up. next one. What? <laughs> Give second chances. <laughs> uh, every parent makes mistakes. You and your partner are both going to make bad decisions or lose your cool with the kids. When a parent screws up, don't start hurling accusations. Wait until the children are not present. Talk calmly and discuss and extend forgiveness. Your partner is not the enemy. Support each other. You don't have to let differences in parenting style ruin a relationship. Simply listen to each other and compromise when necessary. Don't be afraid to get out to get outside professional help as well. Mm. Uh, agreed. We do have a family therapist. Good. And I think that that is great. It's probably why we can't afford a nanny. 
Mm. <laughs> you need therapy. <laughs> Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have have no no idea idea what we're doing. doing. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Bye.